Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department's postperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, you know, this is a this is a big week for the department. You know, the director has placed a huge emphasis on people that serve in the military, the, the veterans of military service. And, you know, it, it, this is a big week for us because it is Veterans Day um, and we you know we celebrate the week. What better person to have on the podcast this week than than Emily Risman, who is the the uh, the veterans liaison for our department. And Emily, thank you so much for joining us on Field Days today. We do appreciate it. It's a big week for us. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Yeah, sure. So you you have quite the extensive history um, with service, and you you come to us <laughs> from uh, Veterans Affairs, right? And uh, can you talk about that? Which what your history is with military service, and what brought you to the MDOC? Of course. So yeah, military service is huge in my family. Uh, both of my parents served, and their parents as well. Um, so it's kind of a legacy thing. I went to Central Michigan University and did their ROTC program there, and that's how I earned my commission um, into the Army Reserves. So I have been a military police officer since 2011, uh, and that has given me several opportunities um, to dra- travel statewide um, as well as overseas. So I've had chance to go over to Afghanistan and do detention operations over there. The unit I was in charge of, we were responsible for training the Afghan National Army on how to do military police operations, specifically detention operations. So that was definitely a very eye-opening and interesting experiencing on working alongside those folks. Just recently uh, returned from Guantanamo Bay about a year ago doing a mission down there to support the active duty army and Navy personnel um, who who live there and work there full time. So um, that was interesting. Uh, in between those two gigs, uh, I have worked for the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency for about nine years um, before I taken on this challenge of coming over to the department. There at MVAA, I worked as their community analyst. So it kind of morphed over the years, but the big piece that always remained the same was working with in the communities, uh, local nonprofits, county governments, uh, really trying to build a system of care to support veterans and their family members and those currently serving, regardless of where they live in Michigan. I'm sure you all are aware, but not every every area in Michigan is created equal. There's a lot more benefits in some parts of the states compared to the others, but we wanted to ensure that our veterans were taken care of. Um, and if there was a need, uh, we could identify and make that referral um, very quickly and efficiently um, to help them out. So that's the bulk of what I've been doing for uh, the past nine years. And now I get to bring that all here to help our employees. Yeah, you know, that's that, that, that's a lot of work that you've put into this. It, you clearly have a passion for um, for military service and, and helping veterans. And um, I know you talked a little bit about, you know, it, it's, it's a legacy for you. Your family, you know, has been involved in 
military service for many generations. Why the passion? Is, is it just your family or what? why do you have such a passion for uh, military service? Well, I, my dad probably definitely influenced a lot, um, grew up with a lot of his stories um, from his time in the service. But I don't know, I just, it's one of those things where I never saw myself doing anything different. I really enjoy being out there uh, with my soldiers. I actually have drill this weekend. We're going to Fort Custer to do a mini field training exercise to pre prepare for our annual training. Um, I don't know, it's just, they're just a great group of people and you get some really cool stories and experiences. Um, some of it is uh, less than ideal uh, circumstances, um, but at the end of the day, uh, it's I, I can't picture myself doing anything else. That's awesome. And and you've traveled <laughs> around the world, you know, with this work. So I'm sure that was, uh, you know, leads to quite the inter interesting life to uh, that you've experienced. So um, so let's get into your, your your new position. How long have you been in this role? Since August. So not okay. that long. So not that long. Right. And how did we talk about how this position came about? Because it, it is a new position. How did this how did this position come about that you are in right now? Yeah, so the department has done a couple epic teams on military issues um, both to support employees as well as uh, incarcerated veterans um, and a couple of re really good recommendations came out of it one of them being this position it was talked about there's a lot of really great ideas and things going on and they just needed one person to really focus on it and to make things happen so that's based on the readings and talking um, with the different directors and whatnot, that's kind of how this came about. Really going to be focusing on retention and how we can better support our current employees and their family members, both getting connected to state benefits that they might have earned because of their military service, but also making sure that they're being connected and using the services in their communities, whether it's recreation, whether it's uh, some type of federal benefit. That's really the the bulk of what I'm looking to do initially anyways. Yeah, it, I guess I kind of, um, I, I know you said that you wanna bring more support to the, the veterans that we have. And how many veterans do we have in the department right now? So as of November 1st, we have 1,442 who have identified as veterans. Okay, and talk more about what you what you were just saying. You know, when you worked for the Veterans Affairs, you know, you were you were kind of a community advocate, right? For going to the community, trying to get trying to get resources for veterans. It, talk more about what you envisioned this role for the MDOC uh, to be. Yeah, so I think it's taking a lot of the work the wellness team is doing it and just specializing it for veterans and their families. If you're taken care of um, outside of your your shift um, or your nine to five, depending on you know where you work within the department, and you're connected to um, your fellow veterans or connected to a resource that might be available to you, you know you're really really able to truly live your best life. There's a lot of really good things out there that are recreational based um, veterans for the most part, enjoy being outdoors or doing some type of camaraderie-based um, events. 
maybe not necessarily uh, exercise anymore, but those are definitely one of the things that are available throughout Michigan um, are those type of opportunities. But connecting them to uh, education opportunities or maybe they have a need to continue their service and they're not sure where to go to, so help connect them to uh, veteran organizations um, that do community service and they just want to be be there with people who have lived similar lives, um, has similar stories, and they can, you know, share those with folks that they might not be able to share with um, if they weren't connected. That's interesting. And, and um, when you talk about some of those, the, those things that you can connect them to, are, are there other just sort of like daily, I don't know, resources or kind of the common questions or things that you get from our, our employees who are veterans who come to you and say, I could really use help with this. It, like what's some of some of the more common things that you hear from that you're able to help help them with? Yeah, so one of the things I first um, started doing is looking at the list of current veteran employees to make sure that they are taken care of with their state benefits. So anybody who has served in the military, uh, whether you deployed to a combat zone, whether you stay stateside, active duty, National Guard Reserve, there is a chance that you have some type of service that you can count towards your annual leave and longevity pay um, calculations. So up to five years of honorable service or general under honorable conditions can get you um, increased in those in those calculations. So for example, um, new uh, COs who might have five years in active duty, they come on board uh, they submit their DD-214 to their local HR office. Uh, they can get their five years um, added on to all these calculations. At the end of their probation period, um, they now meet the six-year requirement to start receiving longevity pay, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, an extra, was it $260 or something like that at the start of the fiscal year is always nice to receive. Um, and then I believe that equals out to like just a little over three days more of annual leave that you can receive. And then not state benefit wise, but federal benefits this past fall, um, we had the PACT Act that was recently passed um, on the federal side, which opens up so many more doors uh, to veterans who might have been um, exposed to some type of hazardous materials primarily like with burn pits, which were very common in Afghanistan, Iraq, to start getting healthcare um, enrollment uh, far easier than what they were done before. Um, and then there are some pretty not so pleasant conditions and medical um, injuries that they might be experiencing now, things extreme as cancer to um, asthma that they might might be able to associate with their military service and they can receive some type of monthly compensation and health care for it. So th there's a lot. I fielded a, yes. a good variety of questions so far. Yeah. What, what about those who are still active duty? Does that fall under your purview as well? And, and are, are there different avenues of, of help that you're providing those individuals? Yes. So um, anybody who might be put on some type of active duty orders, whether it is to a combat zone, whether it's stateside for some type of operational support, um, you know, here to work with them and their families 
and also to make them aware that they could be eligible for supplemental pay. So anybody who is activated, uh, they could receive, it's like the difference between their base pay with the state and their base pay with whatever grade they are in the service. And if there's a difference where you would have received more at the state side, you would then receive that um, from, from Michigan Civil Service. And actually, you can do that for um, drill days as well. So for those who need to go off, like myself for this weekend, um, having to take Friday off of work, um, I can put in to receive differential pay for that Friday um, to cover the any um, loss in wages from my job here with the state versus my job with um, the Army Reserves. So there's a lot of support mechanisms out there. I'm really just trying to get people more aware to ensure that they are taking full advantage of everything. And so I'm assuming that some of those things that you you do deal with every day with our, our veteran population as well as the, the active duty side, are, are all these kind of things that you're able to provide to them or maybe thinking about additional things that you can provide to them or their families? Is that part of what the military advisory committee um, is looking at? And can you explain for our listeners who maybe are familiar that we have one, sort of what is it, how it came about, and, and what kinds of things you're you're doing with that? Yeah, so the military advisory committee is one of the other recommendations that came out of one of the EPIC teams. Um, it has essentially three standing members, uh, myself, um, Derek Alvarez, who specialize in the recruitment of our veterans and those currently serving, and Elizabeth, who is our DEI officer. And then we have 12 other representatives that have come across from every sector of the department uh, where they have applied um, and been selected by a, a panel uh, to serve on this board for 18 months with the option to continue further if they, if they so choose. But yeah, this committee um, is looking at policies and programs that support um, our veteran employees, as well as any veterans who might be um, incarcerated or defenders that are in, you know, the parole or probation um, sector as well. But, you know, really looking at ways to enhance our services. So we've broken up into four different subcommittees uh, focusing on appreciation efforts. Uh, really want to ensure that we are looking beyond Veterans Week to cover us um, and support our veterans year-round. Benefits, uh, looking at what the civil service offers, what we might be able to enhance at the department-wide level, then recruitment, um, both within veterans who currently reside here in the state, but as well as start looking um, across the country at the different installations where folks are coming off active duty um, and getting them interested and motivated to come back to Michigan or to come here for the very first time. Um, and then wellness really trying to expand and enhance what the wellness team currently is doing with just a little bit more focus on our veterans and those currently serving. Sure. So uh, obviously, so you're on the committee, you're dealing with our current veteran population, you're dealing with the active duty uh, folks. I, I understand that recruitment is sort of a, a portion of, of what you do in, in this role. And obviously, I'm just, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure just as a veteran, 
if you run into someone and they're looking for work, you're going to, you know, uh, talk to them about, you know, coming to work for the department. I, I'm just, I'm sure just your natural course of business. I'm not sure how much active recruitment efforts you're, you're doing in your role because it sounds like you're very busy. But if when you're talking to uh, veterans or someone that you know who's served, what would be your pitch to uh, a veteran who is thinking about another career uh, and looking to come work for the department? What, what would your pitch be to them? Well, it depends on who I'm talking to, but for National Guard and Reservist, um, working for the department, it is a phenomenal opportunity, um, especially if you want to have any type of military career as well. I've heard so many great things uh, from soldiers. I say soldiers because that's who I communicate with on a regular basis, but it could be Marines and airmen and um the, the folks in the Navy Reserves as well, where it really has provided them the support. Their leadership is very considerate and understanding and willing to work with them for their military careers, ensure that they can go to any training that they need um, and that they're taken care of uh, and don't have to worry about any civilian civilian employer conflict. So anybody who I know who wants to have some type of really quality balance between their military careers and their civilian careers, um, the Department of Correction is a really great place to go to do that. Now, for those who are coming off of active duty, um, it's really the structure, especially if you enjoy the structure of the military. Uh, the Department of Corrections has a very similar feel. The lingo is a little bit different, and I'm still learning it um, myself, but just the hierarchy and a whole bunch of different career professionals working together on one common cause. Um, it's very similar to the the military environment. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the, the the prisoner population or our parolee or probationer population? Is there anything that, that either in your role or that you see the department doing? Um, obviously, we have the Veterans Unit in Saginaw, which is amazing. We, we, we've certainly talked about that on the podcast before. Uh, I mean, it's something that's so well known that even Greg uh, even knows about it. Uh, but but what is what is there in that vein that that might maybe coming that people aren't aware of, or maybe that's even going on that we're not aware of? Yep. So that hasn't been my focus yet. Like you said, the the folks in Saginaw um, are hitting it out of the park with their programming. Um, probably are considered one of the nationwide leaders there. To be honest, uh, I know that there is a huge. Um, push working with Leo to enhance um, employment efforts that are going on. It's very, it's still in the early stages, but they're looking at um, bringing in some more uh, support for those employment opportunities for those who are within, I'm going to say it's a, a year window um, when they might be released to help support their re-entry efforts. So that's something that's uh, happening currently. And then as far as on the parole and probation side, uh, looking to get a little bit more involved in getting connected with the veteran communities, service provider communities, uh, to ensure that those folks um, are, are connected to resources outside of the justice system. Well, Chris, you're, you're right. Um, I am very aware of what's happened in Saginaw, uh, probably because we went there for like a whole day and did a podcast with them and toured the facility, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, and Emily, you're not the only one. I've been here for a very long time, and I'm still trying to learn the, ling the lingo too. So uh, don't don't feel bad about that. But uh, 
listen, this this podcast has been super informative. Clearly, you have a lot on your plate, and clearly, you have a lot of goals that you're trying to hit in in this new position. So, you know, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Number one, you know, it it is it is uh, you know Veterans Week here, and um, that can't be said enough, right? Um, the, the the work outside of this work, you know, the your service um, is so appreciated, along with everybody else's. The almost fifteen hundred staff that we have identified as veterans or active military and we can't say thank you enough because it, it does matter and uh this this podcast i think shows just what the department is doing and how much it does matter to the department of corrections um to support advocate get resources for those who have um you know dedicated their life to the military and in, in service so um thank you very 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 much we do appreciate it and thanks for coming on field days and talking about everything that you have going on and everything that you want to do and what you envision um, to support uh, our military staff. It's it's very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Chris, that was, I mean, that was interesting to me. That was informational to me to, um, you know, to talk to Emily and find out what her new role is and what that looks like for, you know, our, our military family and veterans across the department. So, you know, I, 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 I think that's great. And I, I know she has some um, high expectations of what she has planned, and I, you know, I, I hope everything we talked about, you know, she can do because I, I think what we talked about was fantastic for veterans. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was. She is a great resource, and I'm glad that we were able to have her on, especially at this time of year, uh, to be able to ensure that uh, all of our uh, employees who are who are veterans or active duty uh, and their families uh, know that uh, this position exists. Something that you know the director uh, has been really focused on in terms of helping veterans and making sure that people know that that position is out there. And if they have any questions or need any assistance, that Emily is uh, there for them. Yeah, for sure. And I know, you know, Veterans Day is in a couple of days from now, but, you know, next, I know next week's podcast, we're going to continue, you know, our, our, our gets veterans theme and uh, have a couple, a couple of veterans on um, to talk about some cool things that they're doing too, right? Yeah, we've got, uh, it's almost like we know what we're doing. Like we actually like planned uh, and, and, and and did this with a purpose. And so obviously this week we had Emily on and next week uh, we're going to have, like you said, two veterans on, one from the upper peninsula, one from the lower peninsula. We've got uh, PC Jason Hubble from Alger, who's going to be on to talk about uh, an honor flight that he recently uh, went on, which uh, was very cool. Which are and awesome, that, uh, by the way. And, and if, I, if I can tease anything right now, uh, if you don't know what honor flights are, um, tune into next week's episode because uh, it is a very, very awesome thing that, uh, that that's happening. So uh, if that's not a tease, I don't know what it is. But the, but in all honesty, the honor flights are awesome, and Jason talks about them and his passion for them. So make sure you do stay tuned to that one next week because it's a cool, cool thing that's happening. Absolutely, I would I would love to uh, to be able to do that myself someday. Yeah. I think that would be a really cool thing uh, to take part in. And then also we're going to have on uh, corrections officer uh, Brian Cummings from Saginaw, who is also a staff sergeant in the Marine Corps Reserve. And uh, earlier this year was part of uh, a funeral service uh, mission for the last remaining Medal of Honor recipient of World War II. And so he was. Uh, there at the Capitol building in West Virginia, uh, where he were this uh, hero uh, laid in state, and he was the watch chief and oversaw the casket watch detail. So we're going to hear all about that as well. So really cool to see, uh, you know, two different veterans, uh, two, two individuals who are in, in, in military service who are still finding ways to uh, assist and honor our veterans. So just two really cool stories, and I can't wait to uh, share them with everyone. 
Yeah, good stuff. And, um, you know, we, we talk about shout outs every single podcast and we are getting uh, quite a few shout outs, which is awesome. I, I can't, you know, thank the staff enough for continuing to, um, you know, give kudos and shout out either, uh, you know, a coworker or a, a boss. But we have another one, Chris, and it comes and it's another FOA shout out. So, again, I, you know, I, I challenge some people out there if you're not an FOA because we're getting a lot of them from FOA. But, uh, you know, there, there's there's awesome, awesome staff across the state in all of our um, departments and you know make sure that uh, if you have a coworker or a boss or a friend that works uh, with you uh, give them a shout out it's it's cool we'll make sure that uh, we we you know, give them the kudos they deserve on the podcast or you can just do a voice memo on your phone and just email that to uh, askmdoc uh, at michigan.gov so this shout out chris comes from wayne county uh, at a probation office it comes from penny little and she wants to give a shout out to her supervisor, who is Matthew Dudas. And Matthew Dudas is a really amazing supervisor over there. She says, I want to give a shout out to Matthew Dudas, a supervisor of special services in Wayne County Probation. Mr. Dudas is a very even-tempered individual. The phone in his office never stops ringing. He is open and honest in his feedback and can motivate people, which is awesome. To inspire people, motivate people is one of the things that I think um, we should be doing here. Uh, she says he recognizes the efforts of his employees and thanks them. He can point out your mistakes, your errors, without making it personal, and will help you produce creative solutions to ensure errors will not reoccur. Mr. Dudas always takes the time to get to know his staff and asks about their well-being. She says Mr. Dudas is an all-around great person and very deserving of a shout-out on the podcast. So there you go, Penny. We appreciate you also for um, for sending that in because uh, that stuff matters. And congrats to, to Supervisor Dudas for being just an awesome leader over there. Well, that's great. And, you know, I did put out the call to uh, all the wardens and, and CFA that we, we needed to get more uh, shout outs, uh, not just from FOA. We, we need to spread the wealth a little bit. And I was able to uh, get one from Marty K. Sherry, who is uh, as a friend of the pod and who obviously runs uh, the Bureau of Healthcare Services. And she sent me a shout out uh, for uh, Shannon uh, Sablaski, who is a registered nurse uh, for uh, BHCS. And she works in the regional office uh, of the Upper Peninsula and said that uh, Shannon has been instrumental in the implementation of the electronic uh, medication administration record, the EMAR. And so that automatically documents the administration of medication into the electronic health record uh, for the prisoners. And so in the past year, all of the prisons in the department implemented this technology and Shannon was instrumental in that success. She led all the training sessions on how to use the records. She worked with the sites to prepare them for the process. And she was available during the implementation and available for calls 24 hours a day whenever staff had questions. And so Marty Kay said that Shannon was key to the success of that rollout. So thank you to Marty Kay for sending that. And absolutely thank you to Shannon uh, for doing this very important work and uh, being so, such a great team player and being available uh, for this very important uh, piece of work that, that she did. Yeah, cool stuff. I, I like those. Those are those are fun. And uh, I don't know, I, I I find those very energizing to read, you know, what's yeah, going on. Yeah, absolutely. I love hearing these stories. What's that? I love hearing these stories. Yeah, me too. It, it's cool. It really does. I'm not joking. It energizes me to just to you know remember how awesome our staff is out there. And uh, so it's it's fun to read those and make sure those you know you guys keep those coming in because uh, it's 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 cool and people deserve to be recognized. So uh, well, Chris, I think we teased enough next week's episode. So if you don't have anything else, uh, make sure everybody stays tuned next week to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. 
Alright, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays.